Welcome everybody to your favorite Friday night podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. And tonight we are continuing with our story, our creepypasta. This is part two that we started last Friday to all of you cryptid hunters, stay the fuck out of my woods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Once again, we will be bringing you a trigger warning. There is going to be cussing. There's going to be blood and gore. Um, there's it's themes of terror. There is also going to be a unaliving in uh, this part of the story as well. So if this is something that you cannot handle or it's just not your cup of tea, please gracefully bow out and watch a comfort movie or something. Um, if not, if this is right up your alley, please stay and enjoy. And uh, we hope you like part two. That we are bringing you tonight with, once again, Just Tina and Dylan Perkins, who will be doing voice acting for us today. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How is everybody? Hi. How are you? How you doing? How you mom doing? A slight recap. Can we give them a slight recap of the last episode? Absolutely. Go ahead. Give them a slight recap. <clears throat> How can I sum this up real quick without involving the... The blood and the guts and blah blah blah. Pretty much. Um, just a a woman minding her own business, her own lovely business, and someone popping up on her property and wanting and getting into getting into some uh, pretty spooky stuff. He didn't quite believe her when she was like, "Hey, you need to leave for your own safety," and um. <clears throat> Yeah, he was a midnight snack. Yeah, he turned into a midnight snack. He was a midnight snack. That's pretty much it. Absolutely dead. Absolutely dead. <laughs> they, the person didn't even need a fork or anything. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Hall, crunch and munch. Yep. <laughs> Bones crack, screams, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the second part here. And thank you all for joining us tonight. And the name of the second part is A Warning to the Wannabe Cryptid Hunters. Yuletide is dangerous around here. I've been scouring the internet, Reddit, 4chan, what have you. I have seen and read things I will never recover from. And I still haven't found the moron who doxed my haunted woods. It gets worse. Two members of our security staff have since reported attempted entries. The would-be trespassers were guided off the property in both instances, but who knows how many might have slipped through the cracks. Please stop, people. Just stop. You're killing me. I'm tired. I'm frustrated, exhausted, and I keep losing hair in clumps. I'm willing to bet a few corpses are going to show up in the springtime. All that snow and ice, once melted, are sure to reveal some gruesome sights. I've informed the personnel and told them to be particularly on high alert. We'll also be looking for new hires in the near future, once we're of means again. Right now, we're hemorrhaging money due to another ill-conceived business scheme my younger brother cooked up. Nothing worth explaining in further detail. Really. This is such a bad time for all of this, too. We're in more 
than enough trouble around Yuletide each year, either way. Starting December 12th, one by one, the Yule lads have been arriving in town. They love harassing our estate in particular. Always have. Thankfully, they'll all be gone again pretty soon. If you don't know about the Yule lads, lucky you! They're basically a bunch of pesky, old, bearded tricksters getting up to mischief around Christmas time. They each have their own thing going on, for example. Okay, there's the spoon licker, an eerie-looking, malnourished fellow who steals used spoons. Yeah, to lick food remnants off. Then you've got Door Slammer, who runs around the house at night making a lot of noise to keep people from falling asleep. I'm. It was all good. It was all fun when we were little. But now, I don't know. My brothers and I would set up tripwires for the sl- sheep coat clod. That's a tongue twister. A Yule lad with stiff peg legs who likes to harass sheep. We'd stay up all night hiding in the pen waiting for him to show up. We'd all laugh at him when he walked into our trap and fall. He'd turn red with anger and march off grumbling and grouching and shaking his fist at us. We'd also jam the doors using rolled up socks, stuffing them into the cracks along the hinges. This meant that whenever the door slammer would try and do his thing, the door would give in just a little at first before whipping backwards and giving him scare. So the Yule lads never gave us much of a fright. It was their mother we were more worried about. I only ever saw her twice, and that was more than enough for me. I wish we'd never had to find out about her at all. But since y'all are so interested in my forest and hauntings, I'm going to make good on my promise from last time and feed you the story accordingly. A bit of background. I grew up as the oldest of seven kids in total. Yep, seven. If you've ever wondered what life is like with three little brothers and sisters, it's, uh, it's, well, something. It's something. The boys and I got along famously for the most part. Although we got into our fair share of fist fights, I never spent much time around the other girls. I don't know why. They just never really struck the right chord with me. My brothers, however, adored me, and they always jumped at the chance to get up to some dumb shit together. There was Jeremy, the second board, Casimir, and the youngest of the boys, Marion. We weren't uh, particularly bad kids, just, you know, just a little rebellious. Except for Marion. Despite being the baby of the family, or perhaps because of it, he tended to take things just a little too far. He'd light poop on fire. You heard that right, poop hide dead mice in our parents' shoes like a cat, and trash the living room. I don't know why he did it. Not because we made him. The pranks we pulled as a group never targeted our parents, and we always kept any damage to the house minimal. We loved him, yes. But he could hardly be called a well-behaved child. He was more like one of the Yule lads himself. So one night, I must have been around 12, We were allowed to stay up a little later than usual to watch TV. They were screening some popular kids' movies at the time, so the seven of us were all lying on the floor, each wrapped up in a warm blanket, while Mom and Dad sat huddled on the couch behind us. It was so comfortable. 
sprawling on the soft bearskin rug with the snow falling right outside our window. Everything was perfect until the doorbell rang. I instantly jumped to my feet. You know, being the oldest, I always tried very hard to show the most initiative, leadership qualities and stuff. Before mom could stop me, I skipped over to the door and opened it as far as the chain holding it in place allowed. I was about to greet the newcomer and ask what business they had in our neck of the woods at this time of night, but my voice caught in my throat. The woman peering in at me through the crack was the most ghastly person I'd ever seen in my young life. She wasn't just tall, but enormous. Her giant form hunched over and her large head hanging low. Her gray, matted hair hung down from a tattered, mangy-looking scalp, and her nose was long and knobbly. Her pores were huge as lunar craters, and her pale skin rougher as sandpaper. When she spoke, her cracked lips parted to reveal rotten teeth. You look delicious. A foul odor accompanied her words, and I shrunk back both at the smell and her eerily raspy voice. I stood frozen in fear, my legs refusing to move until I was suddenly pulled back into the safety of our warm living room. My mother moved to stand in front of me, protectively blocking her path. With the door still being secured, I reckoned there wasn't a big threat of her coming in anyways, but I had felt so exposed and vulnerable under her gaze, like a lamb moments before slaughter. Dear madam, I'm so awfully hungry tonight. Please, please feed me. I need to eat. Would you spare a morsel for me? Get lost. My mother spat back at her. Her voice was venomous, lethal, and the most comforting sound I can imagine in that moment. Don't ever come near this house again if you know what's good for you. Don't send me off, please, most merciful lady. Just, just a morsel, a little morsel. That's all I'm asking for. Y you have more than enough. If you don't leave, I'll beat you till you're raw, you disgusting parasite. My siblings had started listening in at some point. Dad seemed to be trying to direct their attention back into the TV, but there was no chance of that happening. Marion shouted, giggling like he just told a joke. Lord knows where he got that language from at his young age. Mom turned to shush him, and the giantess shot him a quick look. There was a glint in her eyes. Go away. You're not, you're not welcome here. And with that, she shut the door in the woman's face. Mom... Who was that? Her name's Gryla, and she's no one you ever have to worry about. I didn't sleep well that night. I dreamt of Gryla hiding in my closet. Having awoken with a start, I got up to fetch a glass of milk. 
the standard procedure for when I was restless. As I padded past the master bedroom, I could hear my parents talk in hushed, aggravated tones. What were they doing up? Intrigued, I lingered, pressing my ear up to the wooden door. Why don't you just give her something from the kitchen? You know, you, you know that's not, it's not really food that she's after, right? If we humor her, that only makes it worse. She'll think she's welcome here and keep coming back. Don't you remember last year? Hey, 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 hey. I get I get it. I just wish the kids hadn't been around. It really creeped me out just the way she, you know, looked at them. Ugh. Well, it should. You think I was fine with it? Does that change anything? You know, that, that she saw them? I don't, I don't think so. At least I don't know that it does. Yeah, not being too reassuring there, honey. Okay, look, what do you want from me? Should I lie and tell you she doesn't freak me out? I've been afraid of her since forever. My parents used stories of her to scare me into behaving back when I was little. That scared me from my, that scarred me my whole entire life. A chill ran down my spine, and I drew away from the door, sneaking down the corridor back towards my own bedroom. I was acutely aware of every little sound I made, the slapping of my naked feet on the carpeted floor and the beating of my heart both seemed to be amplified to an unnatural volume. I wanted nothing more than to find myself in the presumed safety of my sheets again, hiding under my blanket until daybreak. That's when I heard something. A tiny, muffled little grunt coming from Marion's room at the very end of the hallway. I stopped in my tracks, not daring to move a muscle. What was that sound? Had I misheard? Pulse thrumming in my ears, I stood and listened, still as a statue. There it was again. A dull thud. Followed by a stifled whimper. I had to go and check it out. I figured my little brother was simply having nightmares like I did earlier, but somehow I still didn't want to. Every single one of my limbs seemed to be opposed to the idea of going any further. Forcing my legs to move, I proceeded down the suddenly much longer seeming corridor until I reached Marion's room. I gently rapped on the door. No response. Everything had fallen silent inside. Marion? Still nothing. I slowly nudged the door open, nimbly slipping through the crack only to come to a staggering halt the second I laid eyes on what was inside. There, in the middle of the room, stood this awful, terrifying woman, her back bent to allow her to fit in under the ceiling. She glowered down at me from above. When she opened her mouth to speak, blood dripped from her long, lulling tongue, and she stopped to lick her lips, smearing it all over her cheeks. What's wrong, dear? I only took a morsel. With that, she raised her hand, and before I could even fully process what I was seeing, I was already screaming. Her long, gnarled fingers were holding up my little brother's severed head by the hair. His lifeless, 
glassy eyes were staring right through me, his mouth contorted in a silent cry of fear. Cackling, Gryla dropped the head onto the floor and ducked to worm her way through the open window. <laughs> I saw her running through the snow outside into the direction of the woods, her dirty gray shawl trailing after her and her laughter lingering in the chilly winter air. When my parents came storming in mere seconds later, my mother broke down instantly. Her wails of shock, of grief, loss, and heartbreak were more harrowing than the voice of the giantess. I fell into my father's open arms, pressing myself against him as my body was shaken by sobs. We shut and locked the door behind us to keep the other kids from coming in and seeing what was left of Marion. For a while, it was all we could do to sit and weep, all huddled up in a large, shivering pile. None of us got up, not even to close the window through which the cold wind was blowing in. Christmas time was never quite as much fun after that. No one ever set foot into Marion's room again. We buried his head out in the yard, then barricaded his chamber from the outside. That was it. Suddenly my parents were short a child and I was without my little brother. A life had been erased with nothing anyone could do about it. A fresh wound to each member of the family that couldn't be healed except through time. You'd think this tragedy would bring us closer together, but I actually believe that this was the night we all started alienating. My mother never let anyone in on her misery except me. To her, I was always the child who'd suffered the second most, the one who'd found Marion's head. She always wanted to make me the official heiress to the woods, and her decision only cemented itself through the bond we thus formed. She stopped doting on my siblings, she never neglected them, but made it clear I was her favorite. And Dad, Dad started to kind of resent her for it. And by extension, me. Yeah. I think that's how we all began drifting apart. We'd never grow back together. The big house would slowly empty, leaving only me and my staff. Recounting this has been painful, Obviously. I hope you'll take it as another warning not to come here. Our property isn't a fun house or a Halloween attraction. I have dedicated my whole life to keeping this forest safe. To keep the things inside from spilling out. So please, please have a little respect for my efforts. Just a tiny little bit. And that was part two of a warning to the wannabe cryptids. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> doink, doink. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am really digging where this is going so far. How do you guys feel about it? It's going interestingly. Was going in. I just <laughs> I just realized I was muted and I was talking. 
I almost did that a couple times. <laughs> huh. Um, I was saying, I wonder how many listeners would be interested in possibly joining her staff since she said that they're going to be hiring again. I mean... As long as they're not in the woods. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know it's what? It's the woods, Dylan. It's the woods. It's, a ha- it's haunted woods, Dylan. They have a lake. They have a house. There's obviously a driveway. I can be at the front gate, you know. Okay. Check an ID. <laughs> All right. Charge an entrance fee, you know. Mm. Charge an entrance fee? No. Oh, okay. so you oh you're tripping on All right, 50 bucks. <laughs> you be making money on the side, huh? Yeah. If you want to take any pictures, if you want to take any pictures of the area, that'll be an extra 20 for every picture that y'all take. Shady. And don't think I won't hear the click of your camera. I will hear it. Shady. It's shady. I can't believe that. Y'all would do that to her. <laughs> I, a man, I think I'd take the job just because I I want to see the cryptids myself. Here she go wanting a touchy. Here she go. Did you not just hear what Gryla did? I know about Gryla, though. such a gentleman, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm not as I'm not as interested in the well, as I am in Well, if she was such Gryla. a gentleman, she should have cleaned up her mess instead <laughs> of just leaving a head there. I was saying Leshy. Yeah. Leshy was such a gentleman. Oh, the Leshy! I was about to say yeah. her. Okay. Yeah, the Leshy is just hungry, a, you know? a gentleman. Just open up the fridge. Right. Look here, I. I've studied There's enough be to know, front back, you know, right? I, I've studied enough to know that once those those Yule lads start appearing, it's time to to bunker down. We're done. We're done here because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opening <laughs> no doors. You know, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be opening up any doors for sure. When we covered Gryla, we covered Gryla and the thirteen Yule lads when we did our Yule Tide special mm-hmm. for December. So. I already done did know. It's negative for me. I will not be opening. I I think I would be an asset. I'd be an asset. (laughs) I would. And she'd be like, okay, I know you're not supposed to do the pokey, but I want to poke. I want to. Right? And it would be, it'd be my own fault if I got eight. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm just saying. I would be an asset with my knowledge, with my cryptid knowledge. Just keep I think I'd cold be an asset. iron. It would be fine. Right? I'll end up. I'll end up emailing. Uh, I think her name's Fiona. Was her name Fiona? Yeah. The yeah. Car- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll end up emailing her and be like, "Hey, have you heard from Sooth at all?" <laughs> and then she'd be like, "Okay, well, it to be honest, it's Sooth. Can you really?" I'm like, "Oh, so she got eaten? Okay, then." <laughs> I would know better, just like Sacred just said. Get the Yule log burning, and it keeps the Yule lads away. You know, so I, I'd be dead. Y'all would be laughing at me because I'd have bells around my ankles, like silver bells around my ankles. I'd, I'd have like holly in my hair, and I'd be carrying a big old freaking bat made out of a Yule log. You know, like come on, with a trench around the entire, you know, your little safe house, and you you have that full of Yule logs burning all hours of the day. Uh huh. That's exactly what would happen. So. I would try. I would. This, <laughs> I feel like if I could, I would try to give her a warning and be like, 
Hey, so I know a person named Soup, and <laughs> she claims she wants to come over there and just poke all of the cryptids that you have there, and you know try to give her a warning, and then she'd be like, "It's too late, I, she's gone." I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, okay. she's oh, already been oh, here. She's already gone. <laughs> <laughs> she's already been here. We're we already buried what remains of her in with my brother's head." <laughs> <laughs> right next to the head <laughs> right right next to the head that's where I would be <laughs> did y'all know that she was responding to people in the comments of her oh, yeah, yeah I was reading through some of those I knew to go and read some of those to be honest because I've just been reading the, the parts of the story as they right. come out so but as like after um, me and Dylan did our part like you know what I mean yeah, I scrolled down and I was like, "Oh, she's responding." Oh, <laughs> it's live. <laughs> it's live. <laughs> like she's still there. Let me message her and be like, "Hey, watch out for Sue." <laughs> She'll be like, "Is that another cryptid?" Well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, depends. Because she's definitely we'll, we'll not yes a hunter. Just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It ain't oh one of those cryptid hunters. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Secret just said in the comments, she's her own category. <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. I like my with category. That, that Looney Tunes thing, Bugs Aston, Daffy. Are you crazy? Legally, no. There's no no label for what I am. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's me. I'm in my own category. I created my own category. It's me. It's Sue. I don't know what kind of cryptid I would be. I think I would be definitely more related to the fae. Then, I can see that. Yeah. Maybe a trickster. Probably. I could see that. Is there a cryptid that just like torments you with nothing but jokes? <laughs> I'm sure there is, and we'll have to there's, we'll have to find it. Or a fake creature for everything. <laughs> because speaking of jokes, I got one for you. Oh, okay. Bring it. Bring Sing, it. Okay. Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. <laughs> oh, I love your dad jokes. Thank you. <laughs> you saw how I just like wiggled that in there with the little. Is there a cryptid that like go ahead and tell you jokes? <laughs> well, there is now. <laughs> like, listen, I'll take it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I know these are short, but that's why we're doing them one every Friday for the month of January, and it might even go into the month of February, depending. Um, <laughs> Did you just see what he said in the chat? I just, I just got distracted. I just got distracted. Oh, my goodness. He said your Seuss is a platypus. The creature that she steals all the shiny. It's shiny. Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> oh, piece of candy. Ooh, oh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece yes. of candy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, from Fantastic <laughs> Beasts. Yep, the that's niffler. exactly. The, that's what it was. the niffler. That's who it is. You're thinking of the niffler, and that's exactly what I would be. I would be a niffler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Let me get out of here. Anyway, thank y'all so much for joining us. Join us again next Friday for part three of a warning to you want to be cryptid hunters. And don't forget that we have PCPS, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society on Wednesday nights. And don't forget to join us then. Um, thanks so much for being here. I love having you guys on the show with me and reading these creepy pastas is so much fun. And uh, we hope to see you again next week and if we don't see you again next week come join our discord we're like yes. really fun there we i post more dad jokes there if you like new quality jokes you know there's so I mean? many there's like so everybody's many so sweet channels. and and we just post jokes and we talk about video games and it's not always about the podcast we do you know take ideas and stuff we sometimes we just having fun that's it's true not all spooks and scares sometimes you just gotta chuckle and laugh and smile yeah that's right that's right. So uh, find us on Discord. It's the PCPS Discord channel. Um, pretty simple to just look up. Um, we've also on, we're pretty much everywhere. You have no excuse not to None. be listening to us because we are everywhere. You cannot mm -hmm. miss us. So thank you again, and we hope to see you next Wednesday and next Friday.